Thank you, Ben. I'll tell you, um, Scott is a perfect person in, to have in the sort of stream. You can just stop at that. What? <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's not too far off, really. Uh, from if, if the stream of people that are going to be on the stage or have been, because you really are kind of a, uh, a really central New York internet entrepreneur and and force for for progress. Uh, but just to start up, to inter introduce him, I, I want to take a slightly different path than usual. First of all, look at this. This is like really basic. This is a website that he started, in, that he put up in 2002 that's still online. So you Google his name, it comes up. And I just want to read it to you. It'll take a minute, but you'll see why. Okay, real fast. 72, born American. 77, began school in Homewood, Illinois. 81, founded Scott's Slave Service to market menial tasks to siblings. 82, wrote pointless letter to every U.S. state governor, major city mayor, and Fortune 100 CEO. Every? That's amazing. 83, created a Commodore VIC-20. Wasn't a lot going on in Homewood, Illinois. Graphics program rejected by Compute Magazine. 84, designed random things with a 128K Mac, made stupid music and films. 86, worked briefly at Challenger Software, a Macintosh software company. 87, produced one-hour radio documentary questioning effectiveness of advertising. 88, founded DirectDeck, a multi-advertiser, local direct mail medium, did sales design finance. This is still in high school, by the way. 89, became annual station manager of WHFH high school radio station with 200 student participants. 90, shipped direct deck number three with over 40 advertisers, entered University okay. of Iowa. Let me know. This is good. Isn't this interesting? Come on. Uh, it's, 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 it gets better. There is no way this is interesting. 91, launched McLean, a failed line of Macintosh accessories. I'm going to speed it up a little. 92, created Advertorial info, Infotainment, a radio program that questioned consumer culture. 93, AI became first radio program on Internet. Co-hosted Relapse radio show featuring 80s music. 94, joined Sony as interactive marketing frontiersman. 94, created Sony's first online site. This is pretty interesting, I'm sorry. 95, founded iTraffic, the first ad agency dedicated to online media. 96, grew it, da da da. 97, more iTraffic. 98, uh, helped CD Now with Net's first big portal deals. Team grows to more than 100 people. 99, sold it to agency.com, launched bannersuck.com. Uh, OO, AOL Invest, da 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 da. Worked the counter at a McDonald's. That's part of what he did. When he sold his company, he was like trying to get his feet back on the ground, so he decided to work at a McDonald's to get re-engaged with the real world. Most people don't do that. Um, Co-conspired illegal R&D. What does that mean? Uh, it was... <clears throat> That's a long story. Is it, is it drug related? No. No, okay. Mess with Heffman.com. iTraffic becomes Madison Avenue. Help Napster. Hmm. Co concepted Photolog. Co founded Meetup. Okay, so around the same time he started Meetup, he also started a company called Photolog, which he recruited John Borthwick to come and run for him as the CEO. Then they sold it for $90 million. While he was doing Meetup. There it is. Is that right? That's what it says on Wikipedia. Anyway. Oh. So, well, you, isn't, I mean, honestly, you're an unusual guy. You've, you've been very entrepreneurial from a young age. And, and, okay, let's just go to Meetup because that's what you're most well known for. Although you started Meetup after having been an entrepreneur in the advertising business and starting one of the very first internet companies of any kind in New York in, was it 95, iTraffic? That was very early. So, so there were like three or three or four others. How would you describe your career? What is it that you think you have done? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, just I, I start things uh, a decade or two too early. So, you know, the, the um, uh, yeah, online advertising in '94 to '99 was different than the giant business it is today. Um, Photolog, which I don't know. Um, you know, no one in here probably has ever heard of Photolog, but if anyone here, was anyone here a teenager in South America in uh, around 2000, you know, in the 2005 period? Anyone? So it's actually really a great trick. You can a I can ask anyone who was a teenager 
who, who was a teen in South America during uh, this few year period uh, about Photolog and uh, they all used it. So it was, it was one of those, like it was like the, the snap of, of, of You said of it thing. was Instagram, really. Well, yeah, John, was it, it was Instagram, right? Yeah, and so I mean, and and when a guy like John, millions, and when a guy like, like John Borthwick, uh, the founder of BetaWorks, when a guy like John Borthwick uh, says he, he he would he would he'd, he would want to uh, run it, I'm like, okay, this is this is this is something. Uh, this is something um, something big. So yeah, it, it uh, Photolog uh, was was Instagram before there were camera phones, um, and uh, and it and, and but it had you know. Tens of millions of people. Everyone, every every uh, teenager in in a, on, on in South America used it. That was like the moment the digital photography started, right? Pretty well, much. Well, th there was digital photography, but but what but what Photolog? I mean, I guess the you know, if you say what's my career? I don't know. I mean, I, it's just in, you know, inventing and building stuff. But the the um, the thing about Photolog was that it uh, uh, was I completely ripped it off from LiveJournal. Basically, LiveJournal. This is all ancient history. I hope there isn't too much grandpa's going to tell you about the internet stuff here tonight. <laughs> but um, but uh, basically, history there was, does matter. By the there way. was uh, yeah. I mean I mean like Mark Zuckerberg saw Live Journal. I saw Live Journal. Mark Zuckerberg did a lot better. Yeah, it was ripping the first it website off. he made but, was a Live um, Journal website. So uh, yeah, but it was just the idea of following people. And and with Live Journal, it was text. And I th and so the idea for Photolog was, what if you could follow people, but you were following their photos and. Um, and see, you know, so it's all obvious, you know, stupid obvious stuff now, but that, that was the innovation there. And, and luckily enough, I'd never even been to South America, and it just randomly took off like wildfire uh, across that continent. You know, Meetup is, is such a historic uh, and, and important company, uh, and now owned by WeWork, which is interesting. Um, quickly tell the story of why you started Meetup. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, story, the story is um, um, that I've told, you know, uh, too many times. I, I apologize for those who have heard it, but basically I found myself, uh, so I, I, I moved from the Midwest to New York and, and, you know, was a few years into this, you know, living in New York. I've been in New York, um, well, anyway, you heard enough about my history already. I, I uh, uh, found myself uh, on the morning of September 11th uh, going to the roof of my building after the news started to hit that the planes hit. Uh, towers there, and and then uh, you know over the next few hours, talked to my neighbors who had also gone to the roof of that building, apartment building at Elizabeth and Houston, and um, and just had the you know I was one of those people who thought that uh, geography wouldn't matter anymore. People like John Borthwick and I, I see some other friends in the room were thinking about local, like what is local in the internet, and I wasn't thinking about that. So anyway, on morning of September 11, 2001, I'm on the roof and hear all my neighbors on the roof, and I started talking to my neighbors, and I'd never done that before. And in the days after, I found myself um, being friends with some of my neighbors and saying hello in the elevator when you would normally just kind of, well, back then you didn't stare at your phone in the elevator because you didn't, there was no such thing as a smartphone. Here's Grandpa again, and uh, and uh, but anyway. So the idea for Meetup was was like, hey, look, um, local community, and feeling a sense of togetherness, and feeling a sense of um, uh, you know connection, human connection to people, uh, you know, where you near you, um, uh, felt really um, important to me, and led me to kind of dive into the sort of canon around that, the bowling alone stuff. And, uh, and basically, um, you know, so Meetup is a stupid, simple idea, which is how do you use the internet to get off the internet uh, and form local community? So here we are uh, a, lot, a lot of years later. I mean, the, 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 the best thing is, is that today, uh, you know, there's, there's 25,000 people a day signing up for Meetup uh, for the first time um, that had never, you know, maybe never heard of it before. And it, so it's, it's, you know, I don't know what, you know, it's things you might be working on might, Again, like I say, I you know, you might you might be a little early in, in the case of Meetup. I you know, with in, in the ad, online ad industry, ad stuff, I was a decade or two too early, and uh, Photolog was a decade or two decade too early certainly. And then uh, and then Meetup, I think now is the time for Meetup um, now more than ever. And the, you know, and, and and people didn't really get it. In fact, uh, last thing I'll say and is um, my um, one of my my co-founders, Brendan uh, McGovern, he. Um, he, he gave a little farewell. He left the, the company after 
you know, 17 years, and he, uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, and he, he gave a speech to the, to the team, and he showed the original Meetup homepage, uh, the original Meetup webpage uh, when we launched, and he, like, made, made fun of me, but also, like, respect that, like, the original Meetup homepage said, like, you should use Meetup because you spend too much time in front of a screen. This is 2002. There hadn't, there, the smartphone hadn't even come until five years later. It was true then later. also, bro. Um, yeah, but man, if it was, if it was true then, it's, it might be more true now. So, so the point is, is that, um, uh, yeah, Meetup was, uh, I mean, but there was, a, there was a, also a deeper kind of theory of change, which is, um, um, just in a sentence, it's, like, it's that, uh, you know, when people, are, people, are, people struggle in life. And life is not easy, and um, and uh, what I've found is that uh, when you're with other people that you like, uh, life is a little happier and better. And so, you know, the theory of change is just even more broadly is that people feel powerless. You know, powerless. Like, how do I get a job if I? How do I break into an industry? How do I? How do I? How do I? How do I? You know. How do I be and feel more powerful in the world? And the good news is, is that when people are with other people, somehow magically they become more powerful. And so to have that spread throughout society is um, was is the dream. I, does that mean you welcomed the emergence of Facebook at the time? Um, because that was a very similar vision to that guy. I happen to know, and you know. I mean, that's he would say many of those same things. Uh, yeah, even, but I was trying to buy. I, offline, but I set out to build real community. <laughs> but interestingly, he even said at the beginning, Facebook was in order to get more connected to the people you already knew offline. So it was a little bit of the inverse. Oh, absolutely! I love yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. if anyone knows that, it's David Kirkpatrick who wrote the book about Facebook. Yeah, uh, no, and most people, yeah, that is a really important point. Is that? Um, and actually, this, 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 this. If there's I hope that if there's one thing to take away uh, from tonight, you know that you, you might you might think about or apply to to, to work or projects that you're doing is that um, yes, the, the 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 brilliant and truly you know useful and important Facebook thing was basically to say, you know, oh, there's all these internet use groups and all all, all the, the whole notion of groupware and 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 and, and even com- you know communication tools and such was basically about. Um, uh, was largely, you know, I mean, AOL chat rooms. It's like, uh, you know, meeting new people, and the promise of the internet was like connecting to new people. And and what Facebook did was say, um, no, 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 no. It should it should be a mirror of the, of your real world, which is really great. It's like, of course, you know, like uh, y- you know, y- it, it mapped the social graph, the real social graph. It took the social graph from being meaning like who you know from. You know, just kind of life, and it and it structured it and organized it, and 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 mirrored, mimicked. You know, it, it brought the so that's that that uh, living social graph to uh, um, to a, to a to a network, and and that's really good. That's really useful. But it is, but it all it's basically doing is mirroring the, your existing uh, network, your existing contacts. The uh, at uh, with Meetup, the whole notion was not how do you, uh, you know, connect with people you already know, but how do you connect with people you don't know yet? Because with... Uh, really connect with them. Yeah. At, well, yeah, and, and under a premise which says that you haven't met everyone that is going to be important in your life. I mean, I have a, I, my, my dad's 89, and there was a point where he, where, you know, where I, I said to him, Dad, are you, uh, you know, moved to a new assisted living place? You know, like, hey, are you making any friends? He's like, I've met everyone I, I need to meet. You know, like, uh, and and you you can sort of say, well, that's that's a kind of death there. You know, that if you if you feel like you know there's there's nothing new for you to learn or no one new for you to meet. Anyway, I'm getting to the point of that, that of what everyone should take away, and that is that um, that uh, I don't know. I there there is a the power of doing something that if you didn't do it, it wouldn't exist. So in other words, the thing I'm most proud of is you know we have. Um, you know, the, the, the 20, 10, 20,000 meetups that happen every day, 10, 20,000 meetup gatherings that happen every day around the world. I think about, you know, it's the stories we hear back about, oh, I went to this, uh, you know, soccer meetup or this French language meetup or this, 
you know, um, whatever meetup, and, and you, you know, making a connection and a, for, and, a, and a community sort of gelling that if that meetup didn't exist, those people wouldn't connect or that community wouldn't emerge. So what's my point? My point isn't you should build communities. My point is that, uh, to ask yourself the question of what is it you're working on that if you, that if, that if, it didn't, if you didn't do it, um, something valuable wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't exist. And I think that, you know, oftentimes, so I mean, not that, I, you know, clearly as a result of Facebook, things happen that wouldn't happen otherwise, like electing a president. Or, um, but, uh, but the question is more, uh, is more like, uh, man, to, 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 to boldly try to do something and, and ask the question of like, if this didn't exist, like I, I joke with my, um, you know, uh, a dear friend and board member Tony Shea from Zappos, and the question is, is like, if Zappos didn't exist, would people go barefoot? Uh, no, they would find shoes somehow. Now, thankfully, Zappos is an amazing thing because it provides great service and great, you know, the, the, all all of that. But again, I want to make sure the point is clear: the to really like ask yourself um, this thing you're working on. If it does, if it didn't exist. Um, uh, you know, then, then what wouldn't happen in the world that could or should? And I think sometimes that, that doesn't get asked. That was a very good point. Uh, we, Sorry we, for the long... No, no, it's good. Although, I've got to make sure... I, where did Marissa go? I just have to make sure I see your signaling. Um, but I want to ask I'll you... Keep, about, I promise I'll keep it short. No, I'm not... I'm, nobody's complaining here. Um, you made a key decision at Meetup at, at one point not to use advertising as your monetization yeah. model and instead to charge money. That was pretty key, and I assume it was key to the mood of the experience. It was key to many, many things. Talk about that and how happy or not happy. I mean, I assume you're very happy you made that decision, especially given what we now see ads doing in many communities. Yeah. Is that it? Um, yeah, I mean, what should I? Well, it was, I guess, yeah. congratulations for making that decision is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, because that was a pretty big deal. I mean, maybe. Well, well, did you, when you made that decision, I mean, this is so central. Anybody who heard Roger McNamee here the other day, which I did, and I was very impressed by, and I'm reading his book, and it's pretty great. This is his central point. You know, it's toxic. The targeted advertising model in itself is toxic, and without changing it, we will not escape the toxicity. That is Roger's basic point. Yeah. Did you kind of see uh, that? That was the abs absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, as you saw, I mean, I'm, no one's ever read my history like that. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, from, uh, uh, you know, I, I've been questioning consumer culture, I, like the whole. Uh, right. That's right. You questioning consumer culture. My daughter was right. baptized by Reverend Billy at the Stur oh, Church of Oh, are you Stop. kidding me? Yes. Reverend. No, does anyone, anyone know who, who Reverend, Reverend Billy, Billy is? is? He's like the anti-consumer. So. <laughs> So yeah, no, but the um, absolutely. I mean, of course, I didn't predict like exactly what happened, uh, what, what's happening. But um, and by the way, I'm totally respect the strategy of of like, hey, you want to serve, you know, you, you want to serve billions of people, then uh, then uh, make it free. And I certainly, my, my the the number one core value at Meetup is. It's like we want to serve as many people as possible, have maximum impact on lives. So it's not like, oh, we're trying to make this like twee, you know, little little boutique, you know, service. I mean, we're trying to. But that said, yeah, the fundamentals of of I mean, actually, and this cemented for me when I was I got the hell out of the ad business in 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 uh, you know oh uh, whatever. Uh, I don't even know my own. Um, whatever. Whenever I got the hell out of the ad business, that's when that's when Jeff uh, Bezos was rising. Ninety-eight. Yeah, that's when Jeff Bezos was rising, and I would see these interviews with Jeff. Be this is like when Amazon was starting to take off, and I was coming out of the ad business, and Bezos Bezos would give these interviews, and he would say, he would say, oh, all, all we have to do is uh, uh, serve the customer. And that sounds, you know, like eh, this sounds really basic, but I was like, oh my god, like. That's that's phenomenal. All you have to do is serve the customer. And again, like, come on, we're you know, I, uh, you know, this is business 101. You just serve the customer. But but really, it's it's a pretty like. And, and by the way, all for all the, I mean, I, you know, for all of, I, I, I have respect for Amazon. Like at the end of the day, they won because they really have served the customer pretty well. And um, and so yeah, so I came out of the ad thing saying, whatever I do next, I just want to I just want to have customers that pay me. And uh, and serve them really well, and so the business model for Meetup was 
Um, now, granted, 98% of the people who use Meetup use it for free, but the organizers, but you know, this this segment paid, and that, you know, pays for uh, a, a, a fair-sized company. Wow. Okay. So, shall we, shall we go to some of the audience, and then we can. We've got plenty of things to talk about here, but and let, let me just quickly. We've got some questions that have already been seated, and I'm going to ask Jeremiah Salinga. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Go for it. Hey, Scott. I'm a product designer and entrepreneur, and my question is, now you've got loads of people meeting up, what's next, uh, specifically the intersection between AI and the human community that you're building? That's a good one. Um, that is a good one, and um, because I do believe that we're like, we're really early in these questions of, uh, you know, the, the mission we started with a long time ago with Meetup, which is how to use the internet to get people off the internet, and how do you... Uh, bring people together and form, you know, kind of human connection. That's, you know, I'm, I'm a short answer is I'm really excited for, you know, people are scared of all the negative uh, impacts of AI, but using machine learning, using artificial intelligence to, uh, to, to bring people together. Um, I mean, a case in point is, well, you know, um, if you want to, okay, Meetup works the way it works today, but Consider this: If you know, if you are, let's say, you're a woman who wants to run at night, after you say maybe put kids to bed, and you want to run with a pack of other women uh, at at night at 9 p.m. near your home, um, the fact is that there are other women who wanna who want to um, uh, who want that same thing, and um, and so. Kind of like how all marketplaces, you know, like Uber just revealed that some people wanted to sell, buy a ride and some people wanted to sell a ride. And Airbnb just revealed that some people wanted to rent a room and some people wanted to rent out a room. And, and so marketplaces are just, you know, connecting people. And so the, the whole kind of meetup thing of like how do you bring people together, uh, like who, let's say, all want to run at 9 p.m. in this area, um, at this pace or something like that, there's there's just so much to invent and and uh, and the tech and using you know whatever advanced technology uh, to do it uh, to to be that connection engine um, is uh, we've 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 just gotten started. Does that mean you see that just sort of the key innovations of future technology are going to continue to be about in some key way connecting people? I hope so. I mean, it really I mean, has been the case in effect I mean, up to now. I think a, a vast amount of it won't be that, uh, and 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 a, and a vast amount of that will be really valuable and and good. But um, but no, I mean, listen, I'm, uh, you know, I'm one of those old school uh, one of those old school believers, and and we're at a, we're at a strange time for old school believers of that that the internet is not a network of computers but a network of people, and that the um, uh, but all the forms in which, I mean, it, you know, today we know you can press a bu button and make a car show up, um, but you still can't press a button and make a make people make people show up. I, I uh, you know, a friend of mine had a, a liver transplant surgery in Florida um, uh, last year, and um, you know, the fact here we are in 2019, and he can't meet up with, uh, and and there are definitely a few dozen other people within 20 miles that are that have ha you know recently had or gonna have or maybe three years ago had a liver transplant surgery, and the fact he can't, uh, and and if all the like research says that if you actually have a support group of people who are going through a similar medical issue or condition, whether that's diabetes or whatever, like uh, quick side note, like. Did you know that um, if women, this is recent research, if, uh, if you're pregnant and you have, and you meet up uh, monthly with a group of a dozen other pregnant women, you have a 30 to 35% less chance of having a premature birth. Is that a scientific um, research study? Yeah. Was yeah. it based on meetups or no, other No, 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 nothing groups? to do with meetup. Nothing to do with meetup. Um, and so the question you have to ask yourself is, well, then why don't all pregnant women meet up with a bunch of other pregnant women once a month? And the answer is, I don't, you know, who knows? A bunch of reasons. Oh, you can also ask the question, why is that? Why does that even happen? Why is that true? Like, why? Why does AA work? Um, but I'm just talking about the community side here. All forms of like marketplaces and people coming together. I, I think that um, my point about the pregnant women thing is like, 
like there's so much to do. There's so much to do in bringing people together for, for good. Well, it's not a minor point at a time when the society is splitting apart in some key ways, but it's a bigger question. Um, so what about uh, Lucy Lee? Where are you? There she is. Hi. Hi, Scott. Thanks for speaking. What would you be if you weren't an entrepreneur? Um, well, I mean, I just spent, I'm, I've spent 17 years building a company, so I don't even consider myself an, an entrepreneur because I haven't, start, you know, I haven't started anything uh, in a long time. But um, uh, so, yeah, I would be a, well, I don't know. I'm a, I've, um, you know, I've, I've, I've come to learn you got to graduate from being, a, well, in my case, to um, being, from being an entrepreneur to actually a, an, an actual leader, but I don't know. You're looking for a more fun answer, I guess. Um, uh, shoot, I, I would. You know, actually, I would be a. Um, I I would be a. Uh, some sort of circle, circle group facilitator, social worker of some sort. I really, I really find, I really like. I'm. I'm uh, really fascinated by how how um, how a group of people can come to be uh, uh, closer and more powerful together, uh, and and I and I think that's going to be a big part of the future. That was an interesting answer, Neil Totten. Where are you? I'm right here. Oh, good. Hi. So I have a funny story. Actually, I got my best. I'm an artist and entrepreneur. And I got my best return on investment from buying a meetup from someone else, which was a job at the Park Avenue Armory as a performer. And I didn't expect that. So I run an app. Wait, 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 back up. Can you, I need okay. more info. You so bought I bought, um, there was an, it was a African club dance meetup group that I wanted to go to because I wanted to learn dance yeah. in that disporza. But I could never make the events. And then I saw that the meetup was about to go for sale and no one was buying. And I was like, why is nobody buying this? This seems so awesome. So I bought it for like the 87 bucks or whatever the payment plan is. And then three, maybe like a month or two later, I get an email from someone that was a producer at the Park Avenue Armory saying we would like to invite your meetup to this thing. But I had not actually had a meetup. So I was like, hey. <laughs> I, um, that's awesome. I would love for my meetup to join. By the way, are you guys having auditions for dancers for this project? And she was like, yes, here's the information. Submit your stuff. I submitted my stuff, went to the audition, got the job, and got wrote up in the New York Times as a result of it. All from a meetup. So that's why I'm here. Yes, so I have a lot to thanks. And because of that, I don't remember my question, which is more of a challenging one, but. Oh, no, I actually have a meetup on Saturday, so I have flyers. Right. If you guys want to come do some African dance lab up in Harlem at the JCC, <laughs> see me afterwards. <laughs> but it's not free. <laughs> so my question is, is what do you think is a creative solution for meetups wanting to help with eradicating racial and financial inequality? Uh, wait, wait, uh, what, uh, about uh, racial and financial equality, what how, do do you how can meetups help? Yeah, as yeah. far as, so I run one, and the ironic thing for me is that I'm not from Africa, but I'm African-American, and I know the research as an entrepreneur, as far as, like, seeking investments, um, African-Americans are in a very low proportion or probability of even getting venture funding for a multitude of businesses across any platform. I've been fortunate that as an artist, I've been able to maneuver and maverick my way around those things as far as not necessarily getting funding, but always being able to get what I need. And I don't necessarily know if that's something you can teach or if it's something that if you get a specific community of people that are all engaged around really doing that, because a lot of people yeah. talk about that. Yeah, good. Um, Good question. I love I love that story. I mean, that's um, you know, if any of you are working on platforms of different kinds, I mean, the best thing in the world is when you know you people use the a platform in a way that you know you can't predict. I mean, everything everything I thought people would use Meetup for, they didn't, and what they did use Meetup for were things I didn't couldn't imagine this. And and um, uh, but um, I, two quick answers to your your question, and it's gonna, not going to be complete enough, but. I'm hearing one part of what you're saying is is I I love I have seen these stories of um, like financial empowerment meetup groups of some sort where they where uh, even there was even a, an employee I think an employee at, at the company started one where they just um, 
where you know the simple idea of of, a, of 15 people meeting up every month and like being really and having a co cone of confidentiality where like they can share each other's true financial situations and be that kind of support group with each other is um, uh, is really powerful. But at a broader level, and I know this is maybe what you're also touching on. And so, by the way, so just with that, what, what I just said, like, man, I, I you know, the, um, uh, I mean, th this, this general theory of, like, um, whatever people find themselves struggling with, you know, the, that it's not true for everything, but it's for a lot more than you think. The idea of, um, of having a real community around it, and I don't just mean a, a Facebook group, but a, like the kind of thing where, 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 where a bunch of people come to really trust each other and lean each other and hear each other and see each other and, and, and help each other. It's really powerful. But, and, then more, and then I guess just applied more, more broadly. I mean, I love the stories. You know, Dawn uh, Barber over here, she, she, she started the New York Tech Meetup with me because she was the only one who showed up the first, and then I found she was amazing. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, she was the only one who showed up the first time. And uh, anyway, we had this experience of um, uh, the, the Obama White House uh, invited us to say, hey, bring a tech meetup from every state to the White House, and we'll do a special day where, like, one from it for 50 tech meetup organizers will, like, will, um, will, uh, you know, get to tell their story, and it was, like, this amazing, dreamy, dreamy uh, day, and the stories that just emerged one after another were these stories of, of, of how, in this case, tech meetups, but it applies to lots of things, and, you know, that just, again, I'm, I'm sorry I'm a broken record, but, like, this mere act of bringing people together, um, again, these, you know, I remember this guy from, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll save you the story. But yeah, just story after story, these, um, um, the power of people coming together. I bet, I bet that there's someone in your, uh, from your meetup on Saturday that's going to make some connection to somebody. And you may never hear about it, but it will be really impactful on their life. Um, you know, whether it be the job that they got or, you know, they'll start a business with someone or they'll have a baby with someone or they'll uh, start a band with someone or other things that start with B, they'll, they will emerge and, uh, and that, um, you know, so, I, you know, it, 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 I'm sorry that sounds a little bit of a, like a, maybe a cop-out answer, but I, I feel like you, you just scale the idea of people feeling and being more powerful together because they come together and they, and they, they uh, you know, in, in real life, and um, and that's 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 the, those are the seeds of of uh, of greater um, inclusion and equality, I, b I believe. As a professional conference organizer, I would uh, echo much of that. There's a lot of relevance to that. So Channing Tyner, where is that? Hey. Hello. Uh, my name is Channing. I'm a full stack developer, a stand up comedian. You were tough to follow. Um, <laughs> and uh, so my question is, what are the non non tech skills that you recommend that starters start starts of found ups uh, that they that they try to cultivate best? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, because you can't you can't uh, you can't lead very well just being really good at at, uh, at technology. Um, um, oh, I'm sure a lot of people in this. I, I'm I see a lot of people in this room who would have good answers to that. I, I think that um, um, I think that you know the, the the basics of leadership and the basics of of, of uh, managing people well. You know, I, I mentioned this guy Brendan McGovern. We we sat next to each other uh, at, uh, right out of college at, at our first job at Sony um, at orientation, and we've worked together ever ever since 25 years. Wow. And so, the um, and the number of people that I've worked with for a long time uh, that doesn't get you know that you you know you don't see behind the scenes and such is um, the the one thing I would cultivate is cultivating your relationships with. Uh, the people around you who you uh, who you really come to to respect and 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 trust. In other words, um, you know, like entrepreneurs and founders, they get all this. It's like this whole bullshit cowboy. Ooh, shit! I was I was not gonna swear tonight. It's this whole. Um, it's this whole, uh, you know, the whole cowboy notion of the of the you know the cowboy entrepreneur and the hero and all this like, you know, having your picture up. It's all crap. It's like it's. 
it's totally the, you know, teams win. Teams win. And that could be a general, like, you know, moniker around, like, oh, you know, be a good manager or something. But actually, but my, my version of it is, like, um, 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 it's really lonely, like, doing a startup as you you know may or may not know yet and uh and to have a and to have a, a, a team around you that you can not just rely on from a competency standpoint but but actually just come to be like a band of brothers and sisters um a real band of brothers and sisters a real like you know kind of in in it together and uh, and you could like share almost the hardest stuff with them um is uh that's been a lifesaver for me you know, and I would just say, knowing you for quite a, quite a while, you, you are very good with relationships, and you have pretty good emotional intelligence. You haven't been in touch No, I know, but you are, I know, but I know, I feel, I always felt you were a really nice guy, you know, and Dawn was nodding. And I think that actually is pretty important, uh, but maybe not the most lucrative path always, but it certainly, you know, considering the way you value this con human connection in pretty much everything you do, it seems like you've taken that part of yourself and I don't want to say commercialized it, but maybe you know, you've found a way to scale it in a way. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, that's, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and yes, uh, but, but I would also say uh, um, you gotta be a really ni not nice person too and fire people. Well, so, so uh, short or long term um, niceness, too. but um, uh, yeah. So, so the, the, there's this important cor you know, corollary, which is uh, no, like I, yeah, you have to fire your friends. Oh no, I don't. Well, I mean, you mean in life or in business? Um, yeah, you do. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's like every startup I've ever heard of, there was some kind of major clash between people early on. I, I mean, I don't think it's. It's ever not true. Um, one, we have Dennis Cranston. Where's that person? Right here. I still. Oh, there you are. Hi. Hi. So, Dennis, I'm an investment banker focused on the running industry. So, with that, first of all, I had no idea there was a robust secondary market for meetups. That's a kudos <laughs> to you. Uh, second, um, you know, very uh, keen insight on on runner meetups and uh, running late at night. It's actually quite a. Uh, you know, it's it's a big issue in, in the running community and you know their actual Did you say you're an investment banker focused, focused on running on the running industry so why everybody process what that. is a lot of those around yeah it's uh we, we can take that offline i'm sure i don't want to <laughs> take up everybody's time so second clearly there's ai at work on the platform that we use for today's meetup because you had that comment on safety in the running community uh which is a big thing we just had a big uh, like a whole week of runner safety awareness here in new york city uh, my question is, are there certain communities, uh, if any, where more specialized platforms are, are more applicable than, than a global platform like Meetup? And if not, why not? And if not, what? And if not, why not? Why, why is Meetup the best platform for uh, any type of a community? Um, well, it's really, really, I mean, I get the short answer. It's, it's really hard to make a... It's really hard to make good technology, um, and which is why you often see um, broad-based platforms. Um, I mean, you know, you ever wonder, like, what, what the hell do forty thousand people at Facebook do? What, what do what do fifty thousand people at Google do? What what do two hundred seventy-five people at Meetup do? Can you imagine? There's like a hundred plus people in engineering and product at Meetup. It's this silly little app, but. Um, and so the point is, is that like, and we all know what it's like using like kind of crappy apps. So, um, so the point is that uh, you know, uh, you know, we're we're investing a lot in make and in, in doing this really what looks easy, but is this hard thing of, of of making it easy for people to use the internet to get off the internet and form community and all that. So the fact that people use it for this wide range of categories, from book clubs to uh, hiking to um, everything, it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of uh, that cost is spread. That at the same time, you know. Some of you may have seen the, uh, you know, there was a, there was a day a decade or so ago where you looked at Craigslist and, and you, and now there's like this, you can pick off like, oh, Airbnb picked off that category and, you know, um, you know, other companies picked off all these categories and built big businesses off of, uh, off of Craigslist. But, um, um, yeah, we there's, uh, but you know, everyone uh, like, 
the running meetups on uh, the running meetups on Meetup are are amazing. And you know, like you look, see companies like Strava that are like, you know, those are uh, interesting. But like to to do this little specialized thing of trying to bring people together off offline is is hard. Okay, uh, can, can we get a few more minutes? We, or? You, you can do a few more minutes and then we can do an open. Okay, good. Um, I had two things I wanted to ask you and we definitely want to hear from the audience too. One is what it's like being part of WeWork, first of all. Talk about that, because that was not what I would have guessed would have happened, although I could sort of see WeWork's awfully ambitious and there is a logical connection. Talk about it. Well, it's the We Company. Uh, in which WeWork is one part of the We Company, and Meetup is one part of the We Company. Is that a new thing they just changed? To uh, yeah, a, a, a couple months ago. That, that really sank in on all of us. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. How many people had heard that? A few? Yeah, okay. Okay, the, well, I'm behind the, the curve, um, um, Well, we were, I mean, the, WeWork. The we, uh, WeWork, the We Company, it's, it's just, I mean, it's really, it's uh, crazy fascinating. I mean, we're, you know, it's like the physical social network and this notion of, of, um, of uh, you know, who are going to be the iconic brands of the 2020s. Everyone knows, you know, like every decade has like some generational iconic brands, you know, the 60s and VW and, uh, you, know, um, uh, you know, Google and the zeros and Nike in the 90s. And, 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 it, and, and it's a question of like who, who you know, does, does culture create the iconic brands or do the iconic brands create the culture? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really intrigued by how, um, uh, you know, the 2020s are either going to become this horrible decade of, you know, dysfunction and disparity and wealth disparity and climate change and, and, uh, and all kinds of broken stuff yeah. or, and, and, and increased centralization and, you know, or, uh, or the 2020s are going to become... Um, I promise this is not an ad for WeWork or the We Company, or the 2020s are going to become the We, like a, the We decade, you know, and, and, and I mean that with like the lowercase w, We, and meaning it's the, it's the period in which people out of, maybe out of desperation will turn to each other. And so anyway, the WeWork, we, you know, it's, um, man, I mean, millions of square feet a month, new, new, you know, mil, uh, every month, millions of square feet of, of space. Of, and so this, what I, one of the many things I was fascinated by was, what is it, we all know what networked computers are, and we have a sense of what networked people are, but what about networked space? And you had networked space, uh, you know, around gathering called, that were like, you know, churches and that sort of thing, but, but man, what do you, when you, if you have tens of millions of square feet of connect, of network space under this kind of umbrella of human connection and community. That's the, the, the vibe that, is, that it's all about. Um, what's possible there? Okay, that's cool. I mean, having spent a couple of years in a WeWork, I didn't necessarily feel a lot of that vibe coming. It was good, it was a nice place to work. People were friendly, but it didn't like. But I do agree. I thought more before what you were talking about, about bringing people together and this idea of community which you talk about very eloquently, that concept is going to be needed in the 2020s at a global scale. Because we are in a global fragmentation time right now that is really scary. So, you know, I hope you yeah. will keep your work going in order to help make that happen. And, but in connected to that, you know, we were... We, we, it's, ne it's, it's needed. It's, it's needed. Very needed. Sometimes you find yourself, like, feeling like your work is, is important. Yeah, well, we're, if you can, I was at a thing last night about global foreign, or U.S. foreign policy in this era, and it was like everything that they said was, it's pretty depressing. You know, I mean, that's not good enough. You know, we got to do something positive. But only one last question for me, and then we'll hear the audience. You had talked about this idea of zebra companies and how you feel like you sort of were one from an early phase. Talk about what that phenomenon is and why you think it's so important. Um, well, I mean, it kind of went hand in hand with that idea of like, let's, charge as opposed to do advertising and stuff because um, um, the, you know, having sort of, uh, you know, having sort of done the, 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 you know, selling a company before and the, the idea here was, uh, was, um, you know, latch onto an important mission and, 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 and make it about and make it about how can you build something sustainable. And so Meetup, yeah, we, we, we got to profitability and we hadn't, ra you know, we hadn't raised money in 10 years, I mean, you know, which, is, uh, which is kind of unusual. Um, and, um, 
and so, you know, b believing in this idea that um, um, that you know you're you're building for the long term and not and not some sort of you know quick flip or something. Yeah, of that the, the idea is a zebra versus unicorn. You know, and you don't have to be the next Facebook to be happy and successful. I mean, is that oversimplifying? Yeah, I mean, all that said, I'm not. You know, I I uh, I'm I don't a, mean I'm, you, but I mean yeah. you also are talking about a phenomenon you're observing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do. I, I'm a, but I'm also a network effect guy. Who, you know, I'm I'm mostly on board with this guy Anand Girdhardadas, who wrote the book Winners Take All, who says who's who kind of paints this picture like a, like like Douglas Rushkoff and others who say like you know um, you know big is inherently evil or big isn't necessary. The fact I, I I do believe though that when you're when you're you know when you're unleashing when you're Ha certain some things that have network effects that like the more people that use it the better it is um, is just a natural important phenomenon and so um, so with that like I never again wanted to keep Meetup as like just this cute little thing I mean the idea and you know the idea is is uh, you know we signed up a hundred million people which is just a fraction of what's possible but um, but the I but uh, it's this balance of um, yeah, seeing what goes wrong when things become, you know, empires that are too huge, uh, versus um, keeping things at a human scale and sustainable. One last question: Did being in New York help with that? Do you think? Um, I don't. That's a good. Well, actually, I guess so. That's a good question. I think that. Uh, I think yeah. I, I felt less of the like. I mean, listen. We all we all want to build. You know, the huge thing. Um, and we all, so we all feel that, and I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess there's a little bit less pressure to be, you know, part of that exact playbook, that exact Silicon Valley playbook. But um, I don't know. Yeah, New York is a. Uh, I mean, I, I love the, the the story of New York and our and our industry, and and you know, and and you know, a lot of people say that. Um, for years, people would say, uh, oh yeah, New York's going to be big in tech because it's where the enterprises are. Um, and and it's where Madison Avenue is, but I'm really damn proud of the fact that New York is the place where it is like almost it's succeeding, having nothing to do with necessarily enterprise or, or Madison Avenue. It's like you know whether it's the Caspers or Warbies or or the Kickstarters and Etsy's. Like it it seems to be that the character of New York is this like is is uh, the thing I've been the cheerleader of for a long time is that. Um, is that New York is where I, I think people they bump into each other and there's just a better sense of like humans. I agree with that. Okay, here. Okay, my name is Alan and I work in advertising. Um, I have two questions for you. One is um, that in defense of the Facebooks and those kind of platforms that are advertising driven, they say that that enables it to. It for anybody to be able to be part of the platform. So do you ever worry that by charging a fee, you're excluding a part of the population, especially when you look internationally, where you know, $120 a year could be a significant amount of money? That's one. Okay, and then the second question is, as you develop it, you know, we also see Facebook being infiltrated by not-so-nice people. Did you ever worry that you'd have, you know, the KKK meetup or the recruiting for ISIS meetup, and how did you plan? Well, presumably that kind of thing has happened, and how have you dealt with it is yeah. more the way I'd ask that question. Yeah, we have a great team that that, de that deals with that stuff, and because we charge the Startup Meetup Group, we're able to actually. We, it, it, it's it's it, the model allows us to actually review and catch, uh, you know, kind of um, ugly or nefarious stuff going on. And, and yeah, and a I, lot? I mean, have yes. you had to do that a lot? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not of course, but yes. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. There's a lot of people whose full-time job that is, and. Um, 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 yeah, no, I, I have respect for the business, for if, you know, for a business model that, that tries to serve as many people as possible and make their life better. Uh, I get that. But I, I believe, I mean, I'm, I'm, just a, I'm just a fan of, like, no one thought 150 million people would be playing for Netflix. No one thought 100 million people would be paying for Spotify. Even Steve Jobs said no one would subscribe to music. And so anyway, th so this notion that like, the only way to fund something that could really serve a lot of people is if you have to shove friggin' ads in front of them and, 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 and annoy them and like try to distract them and sell their attention is, um, is uh, 
on its way to be, you know, is proven wrong. I mean, that, you know, the, how many digital subscribers does the New York Times have? So I do get your, and, and by the way, uh, Meetup is really cheap in countries uh, whose GDP is, uh, we, 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 uh, we adjust pricing, and, and I hope, uh, you know, um, uh, that's a different topic, but um, yeah, no, the, the truth is, I, I, it, it does make me a little bit sad that we would be serving more people if we were, if, start, if, if it was all free, as opposed to just 99, just joining is free. But, um, um, but I don't know, the dream is to, is to, is to adjust that and, uh, and serve as many people as possible. Okay. Hello, my name is David Stars with the Scent Leadership Networks. And one I wanna say thank you as a member of the LGBT community. I think Meetup has helped bring people together who were in isolation or almost invisible. And I'm going to an out professional meetup in Jersey City on Saturday. Awesome. But um, one of the critiques of technology is this isolation of only the like. And particularly nowadays as we have a more divided society, where do you see technology um, helping move people away from just people like themselves to actually bridging to people who are not like themselves. That's a very closely related question to yours, actually. Yeah. Um, that is, well, so, so there, you know, in, in like uh, sort of social capital theory, there's this concept of, of um, uh, bonding social capital and bridging social capital. So uh, bonding means like people, um, you know, being really with like, as you say, and uh, bridging is when, um, uh, there are these bridges made, but the reality is, I I would venture to guess that at this meetup on Saturday, have you been to a meetup with that meetup group before? Okay, I bet you if you wrote down right now exactly what you think everyone is, you, you know, you, you might have this picture in your head. Everyone's gonna, you know, be you know, like it'll be like this is the scope of the diversity in that uh, in that at that meetup. Um, and when you show up, it, you might be surprised it'll be a little different. There might be some people younger than you or older than you or a different color than you. And, uh, and, and, and actually, it's these... Now, I'm not this... I mean, I know, th you know, the best things in life happen when people meet up and the worst things happen in, in life when people meet up. I'm not, not naive about that. And we as an industry are far less naive than we, we used to be. But I've, I mean, but I just... Um, I, do, I do fundamentally believe and I've seen, you know, that... that um, that uh, I mean, just go to a random meetup, and like you'll 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 find that it's a it's very often really damn beautiful, really very often really damn beautiful. That it's not as like uh, you know um, like as you might uh, think, and that um, and that uh, I don't know, man. The like the hope for the world. Listen, I'll give you a quick quick one second example. I I. Um, as, as the 2016 election was about to happen, I was like freaking out, like what, what, what's going on in the world? And, I, and I, I just took a day off work on a Wednesday and I went to the Wednesday morning hikers meetup in the middle, in middle of uh, Pennsylvania and I showed up and, I'm, and hiking meetups are the best. I, it's a major travel hack tip here. Go in your, any, any city, go to a hiking meetup because you're stuck with 20 random strangers on a hike and, you're, and, 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 get, and at this meetup it was like, there were definitely people voting for Trump. There were definitely people voting for Hillary, and you're stuck on a trail with them for two or three hours, and 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 you walk and you walk out of it feeling like, okay, these you know, these people that I disagree with aren't so bad. And all they want to do is hike. And I bet and and if that becomes a real social phenomenon, a real like, if 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 people. Um, Got the hell away from their screens and their filter bubbles, and their, and 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 just did something they wanted to do, like hike or, uh, or and 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 they would find actually that this bridging thing happens. They find that everyone's actually not like them, and they actually have an excuse to talk to people they might disagree with or who might not look like them, and um, and that's a really soft, quiet, massively powerful uh, um, way to make society better at scale. Hi, I'm Josh. Um, this is awesome. I appreciate your candor. Um, I was wondering, you know, a lot has changed in the past 20 years of the internet, and one of the interesting developments is a more kind of real-time web, as we know, right? So with Snap Maps and live streams and so on, um, it's a really exciting time. I was wondering what that means for Meetup, if there's um, an opportunity in your eyes to foster these more 
spontaneous connections? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And you know, part of the part of the being part of uh, we was was like, you know, and and it's related to your your. Um, a lot of people say, why did you sell? Why you know, um, uh, you know, basically here we are, here we were sitting with this like sustainable company that was, you know doing good and we had this you know amazing uh, team and 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 it's and it's growing but it's not growing super fast and so you know and like midlife crises kind of settle in and you're like what the fuck am i doing and and you basically just say how can we step our foot on the gas and 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 so you know the good news is that you know we work just really you know really believes in this this vision and so um it's a kind of a Avoiding, uh, it's a, it's, a, it's an avoiding answer to say like that we're you know we're, we get to invest um, in a lot and 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 certainly, but but the other uh, the beginning part of what you said is awesome, which is like there there I love it when I love it when like out of style sectors, um, uh, you know like VCs don't want to hear about social anymore. You know they're you know they're on to they're on, they're th three generations past social. Well, guess what? I I had this like I I talked to this guy. Well, I'll save you the details. But basically, there's there is an un, there's a underbelly emerging underbelly of like of like twenty somethings that are like working on social technology right now that are that they're saying like let's blow up Tinder, let's blow up Meetup, let's blow up uh, Facebook, let's blow and they are. Um, and it's like so uncool in a way, and unfunded. And I mean, these companies like Islands, like um, um, uh, Squad. Uh, I just, I just love seeing that there's like this kind of, you know, there's an, uh, yet another generation emerging that is um, that's gonna blow blow shit up. Um, and 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 with these questions of spontaneity and all the all the all all that stuff. So while. So while Betaworks is working on synthetic reality, there's there's still there's like this uh, there's like offline is the new online and online is the new offline. Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that's uh, a good last question. Great, um, Scott. Thank you. This is really awesome. Um, one thing that you know, lots of the people that work out of our space or our members here are early stage founders. They're building companies. Um, we had Scott Belsky here this morning who gave a talk, and he recently sold his, well, not recently, many years sold his company to Adobe. Um, and he spoke a bit about some of the people that kind of helped power him through. And I, I'm curious, was there a, an employee that you hired at some point that, like, was just a person that you brought on but that really made a difference for you and why? And in terms of, like, that helped make you change the way that you thought about the business and... A person that we hired? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a nice I person. Mean, um, um, so, um, yeah. So basically, um, part of uh, if if you were to ask your question, you know, ten or twenty years from now, I would say, um, just know when you're an old fart, because um, and 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 like, uh, so basically, yeah. One of the things that is, you know. Here, you know, Meetup is 17 years old, and I and we're 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 adding more members than ever, and hopefully become you know, knock on wood, you know, become more relevant than ever, and, you know, which is weird at 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 the company's age. And I'm telling you, it is like um, to it's the most fun thing in the world to like see younger people that are on fire who believe in the mission. Uh, it's the one. It's if I did anything, I did a hell of a lot of things wrong. If I did one thing right, it's that. It's that like the mission is just so clear and and built into the company that and and what's fucking fascinating is that uh, I spent all these years trying to like hiring people and you know like one out of five people you interview like kind of get the mission and and it might be like on a scale of like five you know on average if they get it and then now you interview people and oh my god they they live and get the mission um, like. Crazy, and so um, the point of the story is, uh, yeah, these. I mean, you you look at like the some of the, a lot of the leaders at Meetup today. Um, like, uh, I mean, I can name names, but like, um, they are uh, they were like relatively junior people a few years ago, and and you just like give them a shot at like at leading more and more. But the more the point of my story is know when you're yeah to like 
kind of know when you're just too old to be really in touch. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm. I mean, I'm looking at people in this room who who seem to stay in touch quite well. But um, but uh, I don't know. No no when you're just like it's impossible for you to like really be in touch. Can, can I get any feedback on that on that point, John? Anyone? So I didn't answer your question. I didn't answer your question of like I wasn't like naming names of like this is the person I hired, but. Yeah, there's a Fast Company article from two years ago, you can look it up, where it basically talked about this insurrection at Meetup, where basically we had this offsite, and there were these, like, there were these, like, uh, these, you know, newer, younger people in the company who basically said, who, 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 like, basically just went off and said, like, Meetup isn't cool. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and they're like, nope, Meetup's not cool. And uh, I'm like, well, then get lost while you work here. And um, and I was like so uh, defensive, and and then I, I just kind of I learned to, to like be like okay, shut the fuck up and like you know, um, and uh, and be open to this and um, and so yeah, the, it's uh, you get you get most the of them right? still there. They're leaders in the they lead. I said I said, great, you lead the fucking company then. Nice. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Well, I'd say that was a pretty good conversation. I mean, you really have a lot to say. You were very honest, and that's one of the great things about you. So, thank you, Scott. Thank, thank you, you. David. Thank Beta you. Works. <clears throat>